Hello, ladies. Welcome to the Hourly to Exit podcast. I'm your host, Erin Austin. My goal with every episode is to share information and resources to help you achieve the next level of growth in your expertise-based business. We all know generating income from our expertise is pretty easy. The challenge is in scaling and building a business that can run without you. Join me here every week to make sure you are building an asset that can be used to fund your goals and your legacy. Before we get started though, one little disclaimer, because I'm a lawyer. The information I share on the podcast is general in nature and is provided for information purposes only. It is not to be relied upon nor construed as providing legal advice or legal opinions about any specific issue or set of facts. Now, here we go. Welcome to Hourly to Exit podcast, everyone. I'm very excited for my guest today, Stacy Hoschild. Stacy, welcome to Hourly to Exit. Thanks for having me, Erin. I'd love to start off with you introducing yourself to the audience, and then we'll get into the meat of things. Absolutely. So I am joining this call today from Oaxaca, Mexico, where I live and work as a certified director of operations and vetted ClickUp consultant. I help feminist entrepreneurs smash the patriarchy one deadline at a time through strategic planning and online business management so that CEOs can take real business-free vacations. I'm a big fan of a work-life balance to increase their profits and make positive change in their communities using their business skills. Yeah. When I found out this about you, of course, I had to have you on. It aligns up so directly with the mission here at Hourly to Exit to get more wealth in the hands of women. And personally, the idea of taking a true unplugged stress-free vacation is It came up recently and I was trying to think of the last time I did it. I believe it was a camping trip, which is not generally what I do at this point in my life, with (laughs) my son and his father to the Grand Canyon area. And that was only because I had no options. But if I had any, (laughs) I'm sure I'd have been checking email. So super important to be able to do that. I know that so many women have difficulty unplugging. So this will be fantastic to find out how you help us do that. So when I saw the word feminist on Stacy's website, which is a very beautiful website, by the way, very, very nice website. Thank you. I knew we had to have this conversation. And then the smashing the patriarchy part, I will say that's the first time I've seen it used in this context. So we're going to talk about that as well. But first, I do want to talk about your certified director of ops, because, you know, as we mentioned before we started recording, Natalie, the founder and mastermind behind the certification, has been on the episode. So tell me about what you're doing before that, how you decided to get that certification, and how that has benefited how you help your clients since then. Oh, absolutely. Before I got the certification in 2020, I had had my business for a while, but I was doing more virtual assistant type of tasks. Mm -hmm. Even though I had that strategic mindset and that strategic oomph in me, for lack of a better word, and I didn't know how to take my innate skills 
or the things that I had done in my previous life and put it into the online space. And so when I found Natalie, it was like a no brainer. And I joined the director of operations certification and fell in love with strategic planning. Mm -hmm. As an operator, I love a plan. I value structure and planning. and That's what I'm good at. But I learned how to bring structure and planning to visionary CEOs who feel sometimes very restricted by a plan. Mm. And so my entire mission with strategic planning is to help CEOs create clarity, direction, and a plan so that they can move their business forward. And one of the first questions I ask them is, when is the last time you took a business free vacation? (laughs) Because none of us got into business to work 24-7, but sometimes we get wrapped up in that. Mm. Absolutely. Well, just tell us, what is a strategic plan? Like, what are the elements of it? Just so we're all kind of understand what that means. Yeah. A strategic plan is a really boring corporate term, which means creating a roadmap Mm -hmm. that allows you to know who's doing what in your business, when they're doing it, why it's important, and what the outcome is going to be. Do you need one if you are a soloist? If you have a thousand ideas, 457 sticky notes, (laughs) all of those things, then absolutely. The size of your team or your revenue doesn't matter. We all feel scattered and misdirected sometimes in our business, no matter at what level we're at. We can come in and assess what's working and what's not and put a plan in place that allows you to move forward in a way that does not feel overwhelming. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is so true. You know, I am generally a soloist. Sometimes I have an assistant in-house, sometimes outsourced. And I have gone through the strategic plan process with one of Natalie's directors of ops and found the process to be tremendously beneficial. So I am a solopreneur, although I have had assistants both in-house as employees and also using virtual assistants and have been through the strategic plan process with a certified director of ops, certified by Natalie. And it's tremendously beneficial. I mean, I honestly didn't think like, it's just me, like what? And it really is so beneficial to have. And when someone, and we're going to talk about this, honestly, whose brain works so differently than mine, looking at your Colby's and your Myers-Briggs and your Enneagrams and all the other things. And to that structure, because I've been structure-free, I mean, it's easy to kind of hobble along fine without a structure. And it is truly eye-opening when you have that strategic plan in place. So I did want to mention your assessment. So how does that play into wanting to be a director of operations and how you work with your clients? I didn't realize until I took the Colby, which Natalie recommends in the certification Mm -hmm. and the other assessments, that I was born for this. I mean, I am wired for this. I work best with... I am not a great visionary. I do not have a thousand ideas. But if you tell me your idea, I'm going to make it happen. Mm -hmm. And I can help you see that it's not just five steps. It may be 55. And keep you accountable during that process and keep you excited about it and help you reach the end of that project. Nothing to me is sadder than 
an unfinished project. Mm. I would much rather finish a project and it have failed and it didn't get the results than us to abandon it midway because then we're failing and abandoning things all the time. And we have no data then to be like, is this working? Is this not working? For me, it's who I am. Mm. I am the bossy older sister. I was the sophomore in high school who was the president of all of the clubs when they were normally held by by seniors. I was an editor of the yearbook. I mean, I am like full on nerd, right? Operations nerd. And Natalie allowed me and the certification allowed me to step into that and own my nerdiness and my love of structure and to see how one of the reasons I put those scores up on my website is because I hear a lot of CEOs say, oh, I need a second me. And I'm like, Mm. no, 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 no. We do not want to duplicate ourselves. We want to bring somebody in who has similar values, understands the mission of the business, and can bring a complementary skill set. Absolutely. Yeah. Hey, everyone. A quick word from our sponsor, Think Beyond IP. Think Beyond IP helps your professional services firm build the essential legal and strategic foundation required to confidently scale your business by developing, protecting, and leveraging intellectual property assets. You can find us at thinkbeyondip.com. Now, back to the show. People are surprised that as a lawyer, I am not, (laughs) you know, all the things that you are, I am not. And I guess they think that we are super logical thinkers and very linear thinkers, actually. But still, for some of us, there are the ideas everywhere. And the focus comes from necessity, not because it's innate. <laughs> and so, mm-hmm. and so I have done the Colby and the Myers-Briggs, not the others. One was called Wealth Something or Another that I did. And it's interesting to find out. I mean, it was things that we kind of knew about ourselves, but once we see the assessments, you're like, yeah, you totally recognize Mm -hmm. They're surprisingly useful and accurate, I found. So that is great. So you have this line on your website called, you've gotten sucked into patriarchal hustle and grind culture. Tell me what that means to you and how you combat it. That's an excellent question. As female entrepreneurs, we are not wearing just many hats in our business, but many hats in life. And many of those roles are unpaid. We are mothers, we are wives, we are responsible for the majority of the household duties, no matter how fantastic our partners are. And daughters to aging parents. (laughs) What's that? Daughters to aging parents. Yes, that's a great one. And some of these jobs we like more than others, but all of them are a weight we carry on our shoulders. And I want to help female entrepreneurs make business easier and to support their lifestyle and to have the freedom to say no if something does not align to the core values that we find in their strategic plan, to make space and create boundaries for what they want to be doing and feel confident saying no to those things they don't want to do. What was really interesting is yesterday I was doing a strategic planning session with the husband and wife team. And I normally, my strategic planning sessions are one-to-one. So it'd be like you and me, right? 
But if they have a stakeholder in the business, then I bring both people on. And this woman is a DEI consultant. And we got to the professional development aspect. He said, I'm not worried about professional development for my wife. What I would like for her to do is take some time off. Mm -hmm. And he stepped up and said that. And he said, she grinds and she grinds and she grinds. And we're building this business together. But I wanted to schedule her a three-day retreat every weekend where she goes away and just takes care of herself because she's doing so much, building this business, helping the family. And I was like, he gets it. Yes. She doesn't see that. And she said, but it's hard. And she has an amazing supportive partner who I would like to duplicate. Right. And so for me, that's what it's about. Mm -hmm. That is fantastic. Yeah. And so that's interesting. That I mean, is wonderful, but interesting that he recognized. So that invisible labor, that's so many of us. Yeah, I wanted to ask him, do you have a brother? But I thought, okay, I'm maybe crossing the line of professionalism on this call right now. (laughs) Like after you get them set up, then you might want to circle back on that one. (laughs) Exactly. One one last thing now that we've finished our time together. (laughs) Well, you know, I realized that we didn't quite say like, what people feeling when they go, I need to talk to Stacey or looking for someone like you, like what's going on? with them in their businesses that makes them seek out someone like you? They feel stuck in their revenue. They feel overwhelmed and they don't have someone to sit with who will ask them questions, reflect back to, and push back with a little bit of loving candor. I have had clients who come to the calls and have sat on the couch with a cup of tea and feel like they can just relax. And I'm going to ask them questions and give them time to think and push back when the dots don't connect because it's the first time they've sat down with somebody to go over every part of their business and help them understand like how to move it forward in a way that feels good to them. Mm -hmm. And clients will come out of it saying that I've held space for them. Mm -hmm. And they're excited. They feel rejuvenated and excited about their business again. They feel like they have permission to do something that somebody else told them they couldn't do. Mm -hmm. And so it is someone who like, you know, stuck, overwhelmed, stressed out, and doesn't really know what the next step is because we're being flooded Mm -hmm. by ideas all the time. about what should we do. And some people will say, well, will you take my ideas and present them to me in a strategic plan and give that to me? And I said, no, we are going to build your strategic plan together. Mm -hmm. Because I don't know your business well enough to have one call with you and then put together through a strategic plan. Mm -hmm. We're going to put it together and so that you walk away with something that you are going to want to implement when our time is over and not just put it in a like a file on your computer and right. go on to the next thing. Like my goal is or never to be yeah. or in click up. My goal is never to be one of those like professional development things that you do and then you forget about. Right. Yeah. For me, it was finding clarity. I mean, I am very reactive. It's my major weakness. I mean, just reactive and to be able to put the markers in place and holding space for this work that's not the reactive stuff that's coming in from clients, but reaching your goals, long-term goals. And that is so, so important until you have it. You don't even realize that you're missing it until you have it sometimes. So very, very helpful. 
So as you know, this is the Hourly to Exit podcast. And so we talk about building scalable and saleable businesses. So some of those things are exclusivity in terms of the assets that we have, our market positioning, what we have in our business that is unique to us and that gives us competitive advantage. And also about predictability, like building a business that is independent from the owner, that can run without them, that is decoupled from the income is decoupled from time. So how does the work that you do fit into this kind of hourly to exit journey? Everything that you said, I'm like, mm-hmm, yes, mm-hmm, <laughs> yes, mm-hmm, yes, a hundred percent. When my clients walk away, I want them to know what is predictable, what is coming up, mm-hmm. who's going to do it. So everything that you just said about the hourly to exit journey, I'm going, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I want my clients to walk away with a sustainable and predictable plan that tells them what they're going to do in what quarter. And that it's not a random activity. It's an activity that supports their business goals and also their lifestyle goals. Who's going to do it so that they don't feel the pressure to be responsible for everything. And so that the team member knows, okay, this is also coming up for me in quarter two or whenever we've decided to do this. If there's not somebody on the team, do we need to look and think about hiring a contractor so that that person can do that? And for me, the plan is exactly, it is the predictability, it is the stability, and it provides that just rooted feeling in the business that you have clarity and not chaos. Love it. Yeah, absolutely. So important. So I like to say this is a very meta podcast. So where we work with female founders of expertise-based businesses that hopefully want to sell their business someday. So my question for you is, are you working to sell your business someday? That's an excellent question for me. And as I mentioned before, being a visionary is not my greatest strength. (laughs) Implementing other people's businesses are. I think at this stage... I am in the scaling stage because I just did a huge pivot two years ago. Mm-hmm. Like I am finally doing what I should have been doing five years prior, mm-hmm. right? And so I'm in that scaling phase and I'm getting ready to bring on some new hires in 2023, according to my own plan. Wow. <laughs> so I'm not thinking about selling it right now. I am not great at thinking five years in the future. Again, not a visionary, right? My safe zone is about 12 to 18 months. That's what works for me. And that's why I tell my clients, like, let's talk about a vision in any time that doesn't scare the crap out of you. I'm flexible. If you're a five-year person, great. If you're a one-year person, let's work with that, right? So I think I am in the scaling phase of my business, which I have to be honest, seven years ago, I would have never thought that I could be in the scaling phase of business, mm-hmm. but I kept going and here I am. Yeah, that's so true. I mean, there are a lot of women in particular who start their businesses, especially expertise-based businesses. They come out of corporate or another environment and they start doing what they were doing for their clients. And they're not thinking about scale at all. They're just, I'm the expert. I use my expertise to help my clients. They pay me. It all works. It's fantastic. And scaling is nowhere on there. You're the expert. How do you scale, you know, being the expert? But we get to, and, you know, lawyers are definitely guilty of this. And I'm guilty of that in particular as well. 
And until you get to a point where you start to think about kind of long-term, greater impact, you've hit that ceiling, what next? Or you want to kind of work at a higher level, like not just maybe at the implementation level, but at the strategic level. And those are all things that help us kind of get out of that pair of hands mode and into that kind of strategic partner mode that provides more value to our clients. So, well, and, and I, want, I also go ahead. Oh, I just wanted to say the things that you're doing to scale are the same things that will help you get to be saleable. So, there's the same continuum. So, keep doing the things to scale, and you will get to that point where when you're ready. Yeah. Well, I also want to practice what I preach. Mm -hmm. I have not been working overtime in the last two years. I know my limits. I know that I need rest. And probably 2020 was a good time to pivot because I couldn't really go anywhere anyway, given the pandemic and whatnot. But I want to practice what I preach. Mm -hmm. And I have for the first time in the last couple of months, I have a waiting list. And Mm -hmm. it's like, okay, I'm very much realizing that everything is dependent on me. Mm-hmm. And I mean, aside from wanting to practice what I preach, I just want to do what's right for me as well and not feel like the business is a burden. Mm-hmm. Right. That is fantastic. So finally, we talked about the mission that we both share the mission to help women and get more wealth in the hands of women. And so I'd love to find out if there is an organization or a person who's doing work that supports women in particular, helping them become more independent and economic justice that you'd like to share with the audience? I have been an advocate for and a follower of Planned Parenthood for America for years. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure most of us, if not all of us, are familiar with that organization, but that is an extremely important one to me. And I mean, especially for my business and the values that we lead with. Yeah. I mean, who would have thought? I know it's always been important, obviously, because it's not just for all sorts of reproductive health care has always been important, but that we'd be where we are today and defending its very existence is sad to me. And so I do hope that it will make it onto people's contribution list. Very important work that they are doing. Yeah, I hope so too. I went to Planned Parenthood in high school. And I was from a small town in Western Kansas. I went to Planned Parenthood in high school. I did not feel comfortable going to my mother. And I moved away from Western Kansas 20 some years ago. And I have watched the Kansas map and the locations Mm -hmm. where Planned Parenthood used to be just diminish Mm -hmm. over time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And the need is still there. Yeah, absolutely. So to switch gears. So anything exciting happening in your business that you'd like to share with the audience? Well, (laughs) now that you mention it, something new that's popped up is that my team and I are starting to offer podcast pitching services Ah. to people like me who do not have their own podcast, but who want to be on podcasts. Mm -hmm. That's been an accidental service that has popped up, Mm -hmm. (laughs) an accidental need that we found. Just like there are many steps to producing a podcast, there are many steps involved in connecting with the podcast host and getting on a podcast before and after the actual episode. Yes. Yeah. We're rolling that out in 2023, which is a surprise to all of us. (laughs) (laughs) I think the big surprise is that 2023 is around the corner. That's 
but keeps as getting well. Me. <laughs> as well. Yes. Well, that's fantastic. And so where can they go to find out about your new offering and find out more about you? You can find us at stacyhoschild.com. Very nice. Well, thank you so much for being here and sharing your wisdom with us. I do think the work that you're doing is fantastic. And we didn't even talk about ClickUp because I do use ClickUp in my business too, by the way. And it is so important. And even I do want to emphasize that even for those of you out there who are solopreneurs, having a strategic plan is still super important part of your business and moving forward and building a business that can scale and hopefully sell someday. So thank you again, Stacey. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening. Do not forget to check out the show notes for links to connect with today's guest and for the resources, offers, and organizations that we discussed. You can also find the links at hourlytoexit.com backslash podcast. If you got value from this episode, please subscribe. And I'd be so grateful for a review. I'm here to support your journey.